Hey everyone. Hello, hello. Happy Hanukkah to those who are observing. Happy almost Christmas. Happy festive time of year, whatever the hell. So, woo! I am, as usual, excited to do this message because I had a few planned as I posted in the poll. Because I feel like a lot of them had, they're kind of related. It's a lot of the same issues we've been hearing as coaches um, leading up to the holidays. So I figured, let me just open the chat here. I figured we would break down some of my favorite tools for this kind of stuff. And I, I think you'll find that there are a lot of um, things you can apply to, whether it's getting stressed in preparation, stressed with family coming up, with eating, with establishing boundaries, you know, um, being able to have that comfort and feel good in your skin. I think all of that was kind of what we're going to tackle today anyway. So um, I as you know, love interaction in the chat. I think that that really powers these conversations and it lets me know what you need more of. And I think I've heard a lot lately um, on the calls that how much you guys interact with each other in this in these chats during the Zoom and how much you, people can relate thinking that they're the only ones going through something and then seeing four people in the chat saying that they're experiencing the same thing. That's really powerful. You know, so um, I encourage you guys, you know, I'm never pushy with that, but I encourage you to interact in the chat as much as you can today. And let's just make sure it's a really good end to the, wait, yeah, do we have another Zoom before? Yeah, we have one more Zoom before the end of the year. Okay, well, make sure these last two are really great. So get in that chat. Okay, so the no mirror challenge. Um, I talked about this in a Zoom about summer wardrobe. I don't know if anyone remembers that. We were talking about cleaning out our wardrobe and kind of the habits that we form around that. Uh, my challenge was, I'm going to tell you what it is first, and then we're going to unpack it and talk about it. I want to hear your opinions, right? Because it's kind of out there. I want you to find an outfit you're going to wear to whatever event that is comfortable. And feel, you feel like you like the way it looks on the hanger. I don't want you to think about, and this is going to be the crazy part. I don't want you to think about flattering. I don't want you to think about, um, you know, like, oh, so, do I have something hanging out or whatever? I want you, if you feel comfortable physically, emotionally, everything, and it looks cute on the hanger, that's the criteria. Okay. That's the first step. Second step is the day that you get ready for whatever event you're going to. I want you to get dressed in that outfit. And I want you to use the world's smallest compact mirror you can, where you can still friggin' see if you got to do any makeup or whatever. And I want you to not check the mirror and go to the event you have to go to. When people take pictures, I want you to have one concern, and that is to look like you're having fun. And then don't ask to see the picture. So before we unpack this, I want to hear what you guys think of that in the chat. How many people are like, all right, lady, whatever. Tell me in the chat. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, but let's talk about why. Why does that, why does it sound anxiety inducing? Why does it sound scary? Let's dive into that a little farther, because if you picked an outfit that by default, the clothes are cute, you feel comfortable in them you've done your basic makeup and stuff. What's so terrifying about letting people see what you look like? Because aren't they anyway? What are you gonna catch in that mirror that is gonna change anything about the way you look to everyone else? Because no one else is gonna be inspecting every square inch of you, right? So if you're, like, what are you gonna prevent by seeing the mirror, besides just add another layer of bullshit to your day, another layer of negativity. I'm seeing here in the chat, I was about to say the same thing. Um, I have one full length mirror in my house and it's in my daughter's room. Hide that shit, close the door, right? How do I know it's cute if I don't know that it looks cute? What looks cute? If the outfit itself was cute before you put it on and it feels comfortable on your body and your body's gonna look the way your body looks regardless of what you put on it, how would it not look cute? And of course, it's scary because you can't see how your body looks. But I think the more important thing is to dive into why that's scary. Because, what, you know, 
if you're already taking that step to put yourself visually in front of people, how much more, hey, cut the shit kids. Sorry. How much, how much are you going to, you know, like what positive can actually come out of checking the mirror? If again, you made sure that it's not some tattered looking shit that you grabbed out of the back of your closet from like, you know, 2013 or something like I'm not I'm, I'm saying like wear clothes that impress you <laughs> you know like m- make sure they're nice you know make sure that you like them they're they're in this kind of no it's not a bug on my shoulder it is a hole in my brand new sweater and I don't knit so it is cute so this is staying I just saw that message come in someone asked me if it was a bug and I got really scared to remember what they were talking about <laughs> so anyway um but you know ultimately if we're trying to say, here's the reality of the situation. Here's what I can't change. I'm not going to go put on a sweater. That's the difference between me looking like a schlub and looking like, you know, friggin' uh, a Hadid, you know? So it, it's like, then what really is the point? What is the point of looking in the mirror? What is the point of that? It's just going to ruin your night because if you go and, and this, there's a second part to this too, that goes along with it. But if you go and you have a great friggin' time and you're in interactive and like you're you're feeling good about yourself, right? I guarantee you there is not a sweater on this fucking earth that would make you look so different visually that anyone else would notice. But I guarantee you they would notice you having a good time, being fun to be around. They wouldn't notice your body at all because you look like when they see you. Like people don't nitpick. Uh, do you look at, do you analyze everybody you see at the holiday dinner again and go, oh, they're a little thicker in the waist. I think they're, you know, they got a little pudge on the arms. Nobody thinks like this. If they do, they're severely ill, but like nobody really goes to the dinner. Everyone goes to the dinner self-conscious about themselves in their own head. They're not paying attention to you. It's the same thing like on the street. Nobody's really paying attention to you. We're all just, you know, consumed with ourselves and how we're looking and what we're doing. So it's truly a self-imposed layer of bullshit when we have to overanalyze the way we look before we walk out the door because it ain't going to change anything. It only it's only going to be our own thing that we're like, "Oh, okay, thank God you're it's going to be it's a lot more rare for us to look in the mirror and be like, "Oh, shit. Yes," you know, than it is to look in the mirror and go, "Oh god, I thought this looked so much better on me." And your whole night's ruined. For what? Because nobody else notices what you're so upset about? Fuck the mirror. That's my biggest advice. It's the bravest thing you'll do, but I swear to you, once you do it, it will be the only way you'll ever want to go anywhere because you'll see you still have a good time. You still look good. You still look just as good as you were going to look if you didn't show up with a puss on your face because you emptied out half your closet thinking it's unflattering, right? Like all that matters is the memory you're making. No one's like, oh, she should have worn the other outfit. That was so much, you know, no, it's all our own shit, all our own peanut gallery. So the other part to the mirror, um, the mirror stuff is, or the no mirror challenge is the idea that you want to fake it till you make it. And I hate that saying, I hate it, but I do think it's really important here in this application because again, what reads is not going to be that slightly different color eyeshadow you use, that um, top that has like a slightly different neckline or doesn't quite cling. You know, that's not going to be the big difference. People are going to be really enamored and intrigued by the fact that you're just chilling. You're having a good time. When you feel that way, you, you attract that. You, I shouldn't even say attract. You project that. And that's what we notice in other people. Right. But the good thing is you can have that at, at any point. You don't have to be in CCA for X amount of time, get to X amount, you know, to get to this pant size to justify feeling that way. That is something we do have control over. It just takes practice and pushing that boundary a little bit to get more and more comfortable before you see that it only impacts the night in a good way when this shit's not bugging us. It's going to take as long as it takes. Why have the time in between be? nitpicky and miserable you know we don't like being micromanaged by other people why micromanage ourselves? that that little like smidge of a shadow um under your bra strap is literally only noticeable by you so fuck the mirror 
right? Fake it till you make it. Your job, like I said, focus on having a great time. Now you inside might be like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, you know, but on the outside, change the subjects. We're going to get to that more, but change the subjects and then move on and ask people questions about themselves. It is the number one way to change a topic and not have it look combative is you ask them about themselves. Everyone loves talking about themselves, especially idiots who don't know what they're talking about. So if you know, that goes hand in hand, fake it till you make it, because it's not about anybody else except your own lived experience. What's happening between these ears up, 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 up top during the holidays is all that fucking matters that, you know, whoever's an asshole at dinner is going to be an asshole next year too. So why show, why should you show up the same as you are every single year? You know, they're, they're un unyielding. They're never going to change who they are, but you have that luxury now. You know, you can adapt, you can change your thought process, unlike the people you might be surrounded by. So that's my hope for today to get into these tools here. That's why I didn't want to just have it be about like feeling good the way we look. Right. But I think it's more important that we focus on setting up the night right. Because you're going to feel good about yourself and that if you don't like where your body's at right now, it's not going to do anything if we try to fake that. But if you can make a make amends with where you're at and say, fuck it, <laughs> I'm just going to try and go and get through the night and have a good time. That's a whole different outcome. Right. So. Let me see what this chat is saying. I love it. You guys said challenge accepted with this interaction and I adore it. Okay. I feel like I try to dress to hide how much weight I've gained to make sure my stomach or arms don't look too big, even though I know it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, we all do, right? We all do, but I'm going to be blunt with this, right? And I say this to clients when they talk about uh, being afraid to turn the lights on when they're getting, getting frisky with their loved ones, right? It's because nobody's under any impression that under our clothes, we got a six pack and we got, we, you know, like, I know it's like a, a fucked up way, but at least for me, I'd think about that back in the day and be like, they know what they signed up for, right? They know what I look like. They see me every day. I'm not going to wear something that's going to, you know, be the mirage. Like it is what it is. So I guess in a weird way, apply that to family too. If you've gained weight, you can, the only shame that does that that should have is the one we allow it to have. Like the only shame we should feel behind it. I should say, I've just wrapped so many gifts today. I swear to God, I'm going cross-eyed. Um, but the only shame we should feel is the one we allow ourselves to feel. And if we choose to not feel shame, because what gaining weight isn't a shameful thing. I was going to say, it's not like you sat around and ate bonbons all day, but if you did want to sit around and eat bonbons all day and you gained weight, okay. Like, did you kill someone? You know, did, did you steal something from somebody who did nothing to affect anybody else? So if they got some hard shit about it, let them go deal with their hard shit about it. Right. But you don't deserve to live any different of a life because of an illness that you didn't ask for having a symptom that people don't know jack shit about. Right. So let them think what they want. I know it's easier said than done. But when you're trying to quote unquote fake it till you make it repeat in your head, they just have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. If they're that upset about the weight you've gained, like they need therapy. So like truly like they're the sensitive ones. So I am pretty damn good at dressing for my body type. So it's terrifying to think of just putting something together. I can't, I can't dress on, but like Michelle is saying, no one cares. Yeah, no, I mean, but here's the thing. If you didn't dress for your body type, if you felt cute in it and you like, like if you felt like it was a cute item regardless and you feel comfortable physically in it to have a great night, then this, what looks best for our bodies and stuff like that, that's something we create. That's something we create and we perpetuate by not allowing ourselves to wear certain things. Like I got big ass shoulders. You see these gym carries, they're freaking like, like I could, I could really have a, a, a career in some kind of athletic sport if I was remotely athletic because of these bad boys right here. And I joke about it, but it is just a part of me. Right. And I used to worry so much about looking wide, looking broad, you know, if looking quote unquote manly, you know, and things like that. Um, 
I got picked on growing up a lot because of my, just my overall being, I'm not a petite girl by any means. I'm stocky, you know, I'm not short. (laughs) So I hated that growing up. And then I realized one day that I like the way the shirt looks. Someone is not going to like my body. It just happens. There's people, I mean, Khloe Kardashian at her heaviest was a size eight. And you, I mean, anyone who grew up through the come up of the Kardashians witnessed the brutality that was shown to her as if she was sitting around eating Crisco bars all day, you know? So that's going to happen. Whether I give a shit about my broad shoulders looking even more broad in something or not, I'm, I can't make everyone happy, you know? And it's so much less stress because that's really what it's about is like, at the end of the day, I get why we don't want to quote unquote, not, you know, not wear something flattering, but also at the end of the day, what does it fucking matter? Because there's like way enough stress in this day and age, you know, and if anyone doesn't like it, they can go get therapy. Um, so that's just my thing because flattering is such a, that word is such a mind fuck. I'm cursing way too much tonight, but it's such a mind fuck, honestly. Definitely, I've had people pay attention and say things, though. Oh, we're going to get to that with the decide comebacks ahead of time. Because like I said, there is always an asshole. So it, I can't stand that people feel the freedom to do that. It really drives me nuts. I'm so glad I'm not at your family dinners, guys, because I would cause some real rifts. I would give some old, old geezers a real run for their money, let me tell you. Um, but my family be nitpicking everyone's body. Also, if in the future, I know nobody loves the idea of spending Christmas alone. This could be a whole other talk. Maybe make it a goal to create plans for yourself where you do have people around you on Christmas that don't happen to be family that make you feel like shit about yourself. Because I'm again, I'm going to get into decide comebacks ahead of time. But if that fails and you you don't have to by blood default have to be around people who are abusive because it's abuse when you tell somebody your boundaries and you don't want them to continue going against them and they do and they do so while knowing that they're hurting you if you make that known to them and they continue to do that that disregard for your feelings or health um you are more than allowed to choose to not be around that that doesn't make you bad person that doesn't make you ungrateful for family well people out there don't have family none of that bullshit that manipulation, you know, manipulation tactics that those families typically have. None of that's true. Can you guys tell I'm not in the mood for filters today? Because like holiday season, nobody got time to be putting up with other people's shit to miss out on a great holiday season. I missed out on way too many good holiday seasons because of a lot of shit that I never decided. I never chose it. I was just appeasing other people. Throw it out. The time is now to start enjoying holidays. People can go be bloated and pissed somewhere else. So yeah, there, there you go. Ashley, Yasmin, they're going to be doing that no matter how you dress or how flattering it is, right? You know, where it's kind of like we're approval seeking with our clothing, but that's why we're disappointed is because we're not going to change what's there. We know this takes a while. We And moments like this is when that's the hardest, but we can't change that reality. Why suffer as a result of it? I apologize in advance for my dark humor, but it's true. Oh, I'm I'm excited. Okay. But I guess the good part about all my family being dead or toxic <laughs> is that I only have to see the people I see every day. So I don't care. Well, Mo, there is that. Um, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I gotta think that that's a silver lining if they're fucked up to begin with, is that you do not have to see them. Non-confrontational way out, huh? So, Yasmin, I feel that my family can be brutal with verbal comments. Okay, so because I want to get the jump on this, but I want to read these, can you guys, uh, because I'll get to it as I scroll, in the comments, I want to hear some of the stuff that that you literally hear word for word, not the vibe, not the attitude, not, but like word for word, what do you hear at the table that is triggering typically? And we're going to tackle this shit. So... I don't have family that lives here besides a few immediate family members. So I get what you're saying. It's a good sifter, huh? Uh, my father-in-law is extremely fat phobic. 
So I will get so self-conscious about going over there. We'll be seeing them Christmas morning. His dog even barks at people who aren't in. Ew. Um, Father-in-law, how, how do you deal with that typically? I'm interested to hear. Like, again, what are his fat phobic comments? Oh my God, I swear I would, someone would be wearing the sweet potato puree in a heartbeat. I'd catch a charge. So let's see. I was telling my husband about how nervous I am about my family comments on Christmas. And he said, I know I had a lot of power. I know they had a lot of power on you as a kid, but you're an adult now. Fuck yeah. And the only power they have over you is what you give them. That is the, listen, listen. If we have to work so hard to pay bills, we got to get something good out of being an adult. And the best thing is not having to take shit anymore. That's the best part. That's the, that's what we pay for, right? I mean, unless you're taking shit from a boss, but you know, in your personal life, like if there's got to be something that comes with adulthood, that's what we purchase. Like you do not pay my bills. You do not provide me with orgasms. You do not get to have a say, you know, and it takes time to get there, but he is absolutely right. Absolutely right. And a lot of times, like we set the bar for what happens. So if your family's just used to talking to you this way, they don't know it upsets you. You haven't set a boundary. A lot of times, like when we know how to set those boundaries, they learn and they just stop. It just doesn't go anywhere the same way. And we can cause that ripple as impossible as it might feel. Like I said, if we don't cause that ripple, you don't have to keep going and subjecting yourself to that shit. So really, you know, this is a good thing. You're trying to change this. This doesn't have to be the same. So. Yeah, how crazy. Chloe was a size eight at her largest. Yep. And also flattering is subjective. So we, we feel it's flattering, but we don't even know if anyone else does. Do you know, I grew up and from like people, my mom's age and older, they complimented me on my broad shoulders. And it used to mess with my head because I'm like, but what do you mean? I get picked on like people, my age make fun of me. I feel uncomfortable. Shirts never fit me in the shoulders. I hate this. Like, and they were like, oh, I had lo- nice broad shoulders. So gross. I was like a kid. Like, why are you complimenting my attractive features anyway? But I digress. Um, yeah. What the hell is flattering even? I have a walk party. What? That's cool. On the 30th, I am nervous about. We are mostly remote workers. My team's picture for work is, oh, work. <laughs> I thought it was a walk party. I'm like, what are we making? Stir fry? Like, I'm in. A work party on the 30th, I'm nervous about. We are mostly remote workers. My team's picture for work is from when I weighed 20-ish pounds less. I'll take this challenge as a good way to meet my coworkers in real life and have fun. Yeah, and not for nothing. People don't really notice when we gain weight, even that much. I swear to you. How many times have I sent you guys a collage of two pictures that you've sent me and you thought there was zero difference between the two of them, but when you put them next to each other, you're like, Oh, wow. The eye doesn't store memory. People have a gist of how we look in their mind. They're not, and they're just seeing you on Zoom every day, right? Or whenever the hell they see you on Zoom. So they they don't remember to compare. That's why I'm saying like, we're not going to nitpick every little bit and be like, oh, a little bit bigger in the waist, you know, like that's stuff we notice. So, you know, deny, deny, right? That's, that's the old like press um, tactic is if you just pretend it doesn't exist, it won't exist. So, you know, if you don't act like you've gained any weight or look any different, they truly will have no idea. I mean, they won't have an idea even if you did act different. It's just, you're going to have a shitty night. Yes, I will. I would love to do a tour. We should, I should do that. We'll film it. I'm just going to do a tour of client holiday dinners that I crash. Be like, It'd be like a weird version of Undercover Boss where it's like, surprise, I'm their mentor. Can't talk to them like that. But anyway, my mom's favorite thing to say is style is what looks good on you. What does that even mean? I, <laughs> if you're ever feeling particularly ballsy, I would press her to ask for an elaboration. 
sometimes trying to get people to say the most uncomfortable point behind their offensive statement, like they don't even realize how offensive it is until they're faced with having to say the point of the statement. You know, like, um, what do you mean by that? That catches people off guard all the time. I love that. I absolutely love that. So, what? oh, wow, what do you mean by that? Okay, so before I go, so decide comebacks ahead of time. You want to, what I'm going to do with you guys in this, in the chat over the next few messages here is your idea, you want to kind of list it out to yourself. What's the worst they can say? And what is something they might not even know is that bad, but will affect me? What's the worst they can say? And what's something that they might not know affects me, but will affect me bad? And once you think of that and you list that out, then you want to think about how would I respond if I didn't give a shit? Like, you're just writing this down. No one else has to see this. So you can be honest with yourself. What would I say to this asshole if I could just say what I wanted to say? And then next to it, write what you're afraid of if you were to say that. And then try to come up with a toned down version that you feel comfortable with. If you need to text us at all, we can help you, me, your coaches, whatever. We're all, we're all witty. And, you know, we all have the same chip on our shoulder that we hate this stuff. So text us, but come up with, you know, like really get your thoughts out on paper about this. And I'm going to give you some comebacks, see what you think. So. Oh, that's too much for me. It's all so fattening. So I think when it comes to hearing other people talking about their bodies, the food they're eating, the food fear they're having, when it's them talking about it, it feels like a dig to us, but people only dig at other people's weight if they would feel the same way about themselves. It's not that it's still a, it's appropriate or acceptable, but it's a brainwashing. It's become so normalized that it's almost like you just assume people feel that way. You know, sometimes I don't know if you guys have ever been there. I used to do this all the time. Sometimes I would act full. Like I would stop eating before I actually was full or done. If I felt like people were looking at my plate or judging how much food I had on it. And then I would say like, oh my God, my eyes are so much bigger than my stomach. I'm so full. Like this stuff is all so heavy. I never said fattening because I've always... I've been hurt by the word fat. So I would never use that to other people, but Hey, not everyone's self-aware. Um, so, but I would say heavy because I grew up in households that were eating pasta and fried foods and stuff like that, you know? So like, Oh, my eyes are so much bigger than my stomach. This is all so heavy. I'm so full. I filled up way faster than I thought I would to like get the attention off of me. So I didn't seem like a quote unquote fat slob. That was my biggest fear. At, at any kind of family dinner. Um, I just want, didn't want to look out of control. Even though I was, you know, other people were way, were eating way more than me. I still felt like I had to edit my experience in that way. It's like, why? I regret that now. I wish I could go back and eat the stuff that, you know, like not for nothing, this is kind of deep, but some of those dinners, like my grandmother, when she was around and she was healthy enough to cook, I would give anything to go back to those holidays and just eat a frigging Garduno with my grandma and just be like, this is delicious. Like, and just enjoy it and not feel like awful about it. You know? So if you have the opportunity to do that during a holiday, like don't let someone rob that from you it's easier said than done, but um, having to be gluten-free is just a myth. Okay. So when someone contests what it is you're doing with your health, this is where I would decide your boundaries, decide your boundaries. And if you say, I refuse to engage with anybody on conversations about my diet. You don't have to talk about how you eat every day with people, not to say hide it, meaning that if you just make a statement or let's say you bring gluten-free food and they come back at you with something like saying that it's not real, you can decide ahead of time. I'm not entertaining those conversations. They don't matter to me. And you can straight up say, okay, that's what you believe. Awesome. So, and change the subject. You direct the conversation. If somebody else wants to have a rumble at the dinner table and be like, no, no, don't interrupt me. Like, I want to start talking about this. You could say, I'm not here to have aggressive conversation tonight. That's my favorite statement. I'm not here to have aggressive conversation tonight. 
well, why is it aggressive? I'm just saying gluten-free, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I'm choosing not to have aggressive conversation tonight. So that's your opinion. That's what you feel. Um, and we're changing the topic now because I don't want to talk about it. You stay cool, calm, collected, right? You're acting, you're like, what are you, you're so sensitive. Like, I'm just not here for aggressive conversation tonight. Nothing pushes the buttons of narcissists more than when you're calm. So I also don't know if it's anyone else, but for me, it's about how they talk about other people behind their backs, knowing they're doing the same about you. Well, one, if it's like extended family, yeah, totally. But from what I find, like immediate family, there's just that different level of loyalty where they're like not quite going to drag us through the mud as much, you'd hope, right? So I don't know if that's any consolation. It's wrong across the board. They shouldn't be doing it. Um, you can try to, I, I think, kind of decide your outcomes here. So is it the type of crowd where if you take it as a moment, to change the direction and say, guys, I really hate talking about people when they're not here like this. Like, it makes me uncomfortable. Let's talk about other good things. Like, let's talk about positive things or just anything else. If you know that that would be disastrous in the crowd you're in, remove yourself from the conversation. And then remember that the reason they're doing that is because they are extremely self-conscious people. Happy, at peace, content people just Gossipy thoughts like that don't tend to culminate. I know because I used to be a miserable ogre and all I did was talk about people because I hated myself. So, you know, that's it, not that it helps, not that it makes it any better. But if part of the club is like, I have to be thin so you don't talk about me and that person is a miserable person, right? Like, I don't want to be in their club anyway. I just want to get through the night and get the hell out of there, regardless of what they say about me. That's a tough crowd. So I would say just decide your intention. Like, could I maybe put a bug in their ear that would change their mindset? Maybe literally no one has taken a stand to say, we don't need to talk about this stuff. We don't need to pick people apart. We don't need to talk about bodies. If it's not that crowd, find a way to make it tolerable for yourself. Excuse yourself if you have to. You want to be healthy and lose weight, just go vegetarian. Same thing. Oh, okay. Like to that, I would probably just be like, yeah, I'm good. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. And then change the subject. Diversion. My sister-in-law, my God, this pork loin smells so good. That's cooking. It's like, whew, so good. Like checking the time. I'm like, I got to get everything done here. And I got to eat that pork. Um, my sister-in-law who hosts Christmas Eve always lists all the exercise she's done. The day before taking a tiny bite of mashed potatoes. Oh, poor thing. She's, she brings so much weird, chaotic energy to a holiday meal. It's like that side dish someone brings that's just gray and lumpy and you can't really tell what it is, right? So that's the energy she's bringing. So with this, I would say try to figure out what what bothers you about it. You know, like if it's that you feel like she's doing it from a place of judgment, like I'm so much better, then that's annoying. But if she's doing it from a place of like being disordered, Try the, try the approach of trying to be her. I know that sounds crazy, but try to be in her like shoes and her thought process to be like, and see if it's really just because she's got a high and mighty complex, like screw that empathy doesn't need to be extended past acknowledging why she feels that way. If she's really just like an a-hole about it, then, you know, you can just say like, oh, who wants to talk about exercise at a time like this? Make it a joke. Cause I'm sure everyone's thinking it. I would be. Um, so my mom's saying that my now husband would be happier if I was thinner. Did she say that at the table? Cause that's in, like, I, it's not that I don't be, like, I a hundred percent believe you. And I'm floored every time I see or hear this statement, I cannot believe it escaped her mouth. Like, I'm so sorry. It's so fucked. She said it like, well, yes, I know he loves you, but come on. Of course he would be happy if you lost weight. I know we've talked about this a few times and every time it stings and I didn't even, it wasn't even been said to me. So I'm so sorry. But if she says anything like that at the dinner table, then I would evaluate what you want out of that exchange. Because with some, a lot of these, like, like the generation behind us, right? Like it's so ingrained. It's so ingrained um, that 
it, we really can't shake it, right? It's not us. It's not anyone else. It's fucked up. They think that, right? But what we can do is assert a boundary of what we're willing to hear. And if they won't adhere to that, then we don't have to be around them. And I know that's like, oh my God, that's my parents, my mom, that's my, my dad. My, I'm not saying cut anyone out, but if you can't change them and you can't wear earplugs, you know, to this thing and it, something is so as hurtful as that is just said to you casually, then you are allowed to make the decision for yourself to say, listen, either you got to stop talking about my body or I can't come around a lot. This isn't up for discussion from this day forward. My weight is not a point of discussion here. There are so many other things we could talk about and I would hope that we would, but I do not want my body to be one of them from here on out. Sometimes making a bold, you know, like, you know, those movies where someone has like, they finally stand up to the family at the dinner table and it's awkward. Sometimes a bold move is okay, right? Like, like it's always okay. But sometimes it's really necessary, not just for you, but for other people to understand, you know, why do you avoid them? Why do you brush away what they're saying, right? If they have no idea they're being offensive because they're so ingrained in their own head, then by sometimes just calling out the shit, it ends up resetting the the trajectory of things because sometimes sometimes people truly don't realize you know um so saying something like from here forward no more body talk we could talk about anything else not my body not any longer once you make that bold move the way to shift the mood is to be like so let's change the topic and then ask a question about something bring something up from you know pop culture i don't freaking know but just change the topic and, and like, let them see, like, I'm not upset. I'm not sitting here sulking. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not upset with you. But like, here's my boundary. Let's have a great night. You know, um, majority of people, even if they talk to you afterwards and they have issues with you, they'll probably just want the evening to continue going. You could just get through it. Again, I am so sorry that you ever heard that from a parent. Like, yikes. My family has said those pants make your butt look big and not in a good way. I would literally turn around and be like, why are you staring at my ass? And I would not want you to think my ass looks good. Weirdo. Sorry. I have to remember this is people's families, but I just cannot hold back. Um, side note, my husband was pissed. Yeah, what the fuck? So I, I was pissed when he heard that. She said that. So I know it's not true. No, it's not true. Um, and look. If it was true, that's a hurtful thing, but that's a sign that's bad on the partner, not on you, you know? And I know, you know, that it would obviously be devastating, but at the end of the day, weight is not a shameful thing just because society at some point decided it was, and then programmed all of our mothers to, to fear ever being fat. That, that doesn't, you know, again, I know logically, you know this, but as hear my voice in your head, that does not make it fact. You should watch your weight. A lot of men don't like their wives to be so heavy. Ugh. This is given, this is all given nobody orgasms vibes. Like, honestly, like I can't, I know it's your family. I'm sorry, but they shouldn't be worried about what men like you. They shouldn't be worried about anything to do with how you look or feel, right? So you have every right to be like, that's not for you to pay attention to. I'm good. I'd be liable to get a couple drinks in me and be like, oh, don't you worry, <laughs> you know, and just say something shocking if I were to hear that from my family. Men don't like their wives to be so happy. Like it wasn't minding last night, you know, uh, father-in-law makes comments like she would be a smoke show if she lost 50 pounds. I wish I could, I wish I could bleach my brain after reading that. Um, ew. So and so gained a lot of weight. She's a big girl. He also just defines people in general by their looks. You know how hard it's been to not make tiny pee pee jokes about your father in law, but I'm just saying. Um, I guess that counts. So, <laughs> ew, he judges people in general by their looks. This hot little Asian girl, the bigger black lady. Oh my. God. You know, may we all have a fraction of the confidence of an ignorant white man, I swear to God, when I read shit like that. 
just a fraction, just what's in the pinky. Cause they have to have some kind of different level of confidence to say that kind of shit and not be worried. Like, I guess maybe use that as your, as your fuel for your fire, right? If he could say the most outlandish, terrible shit and not be worried about the judgment from others, then you can say wonderful, logical, heartfelt things that matter to you and not have to worry about the judgment of others. Play his game. My mother-in-law always asks me why I'm still so heavy. What would someone's answer be to that? Like, what... I'm trying to think what I would say. If someone's like, why are you still so happy? Like, why are you still so stupid? I don't know. Like I would get it. I would have a real issue. Thank God. My mother-in-law was brutal in different ways. Thank God it was underhanded because I do not do well with the comments. But your poor husband, poor husband, what? He's happy. Don't be afraid to put people in their place. Like that. be like, he's happy. You know, what do you want? Pictures to prove it? Make them uncomfortable. Oh my God. I can't believe. Ashley, I cannot believe your father-in-law says you'd be a smoke show if you lost 50. What? About you or about someone else? Because I think that's why I'm so grossed out. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Saying thank you to offensive comments is fabulous. Oh, wow. Thanks. (laughs) It's great. Um, I did a TikTok rate recently where I guess when people weren't like bullying me enough on my stance in the video, they changed to like my looks or whatever, my hair, my, my everything. And I, I just literally started replying back like, okay, cool. Like, you know, thanks. Like, oh, so sweet. That's wonderful. Like just random, you know, because nobody, what do they say back to that? It's disarming. So flat, fat supplies our bodies with three times the energy of carbs. So who said fat is bad? Nope. In um in civilizations where the general age of like like the um life expectancy tends to be higher, they are typically naturally a higher fat kind of diet culture. So I don't know why I can't speak in regular sentences today, but um all around the world, different cultures don't really think about things like fat and stuff like that. Like that's crazy to me that someone in the 90s decided that that was the thing responsible for heart disease and all this stuff. Here we are years later, still battling it, you know, but gotta be the fat. No matter what size I am, family I haven't seen in a while always says, have you lost weight? It gives me a window into how they perceive me. And it's so crappy to talk about somebody's body and openly comment on it to them. And it sounds like they're happy to see me because I looked better than the pick in their mind. I'm so sorry that you feel that way. Um, Depending on how saucy you are next time, just say, yes, I have new Coke problem. Just see what they say. Cause I swear, like what an old thing, like what an old compliment. Um, my cousin recently, um, I, he was like, you know, he said to my sister, my sibling who just had a baby, like, oh my God, you look great. Like you bounce back really fast. Not realizing that they have gastroparesis. So um, their stomach just doesn't move the food down. It just stays there until they throw it up or until it's like, like by now there's, they've kind of got it down to a science so that they know what foods aggravate it. And like, it's a very small window of safe foods and randomly happens all the time. Very ill, you know, all throughout the summer of diagnosis, we were terrified. Uh, and it, that, that's really what, what it is, you know? And I could tell they were getting nervous and I was like, well, yeah, GP really isn't, you know, anything that you're trying to do. <laughs> and it was like a big moment because I think my cousin didn't realize, like genuinely did not realize that it was at a result of an illness. You know, it's a different perspective on things. I hate that people notice it so much. I really do. And my hope is by us, you know, trying to get this change, these tides like this is enough of us do this. We can really change what's considered appropriate and inappropriate conversation at these events, my hope, eventually. We'll never do this shit with our kids, right? So I used to play with my food and spread it out on the plate so it looked like I ate less than I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just, you know, it's like eating disorder 101. 
And again, if you're over a certain weight and you've never fainted from starvation or you don't have ribs showing, it's like so many people have, are battling eating disorders and just society tells it's not an eating disorder. You're just trying real hard. So it's so sad. So um, I had a breast reduction at 13. My extended family always makes comments about it now as my boobs are still pretty large. When I was a teenager, they would whisper about it and was never said to my face. Oh, that's so uncomfortable. I'm so sorry. That's so insensitive, you know? Um, but good for you for doing what you got to do to improve your quality of life. I'm sorry that your like tots are up for discussion. It's not fair. My sister-in-law is so judgy. She judges everyone is so sanctimonious. Oh, screw her then. Yeah, just be like, who wants to talk about this? Honestly, exercise at a time like this, pass the gravy, you know, get a laugh out of it. <laughs> um, another thing is how family slash people automatically turns any eating style you're doing into it being about weight loss. I mentioned I was doing supplement program and I just mentioned I need to find something gluten-free on the menu and then automatically turns into a conversation about weight or trying to lose weight. Yeah, it's so frustrating. I even had one of my favorite clients send me a link to a book called How to Heal Your Metabolism. Stop blaming aging for your slow metabolism. Gross. Um, and said how much she loved it. And I'm like, cool, but who said anything about that? It's it's just a part of like socializing. It's so bad. It's so bad. God, there are so many other things to talk about, you know, and think about and spend your time pondering. Sometimes I want to hide what I'm doing to avoid having the convo altogether. And then people act like you're some wounded bird who needs pity and health advice. Yeah, but I don't think there's anything wrong. I wouldn't think of it as hiding. I would think of it as protecting. You're protecting your relationship with your body, with your illnesses, with, with everything that you're doing, with your journey that you're on, like being protective of that and knowing there is nothing to gain from sharing this with this person. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Save your energy. Giving missionary with the lights off vibes. I can't. It absolutely is. Absolutely. Dry too. So I would record. Uh, oh my God. Please send me a recording of the shenanigans. I can't. I can't. <laughs> he seemed pretty okay last night. Yep. Oh my God. The food pyramid. I cannot. It is such a joke. My dad doesn't say anything anymore, but I can't help but think he's thinking it because I grew up being shamed and hearing my mom be shamed and the things I heard him say about me behind my back were heartbreaking. So I think the common thing I see here is I want, this is kind of goes in hand, hand in hand with the um, okay and so that I have listed in the graphic. This is going to sound crazy. I made peace with the fact that I looked fat. And then I lost the weight, right? Not immediately. I'm like, next day I woke up. Holy shit. It was like, it happened because then I wasn't so hung up on hating it and fearing people thinking I'm fat because like, yeah, I think I'm fat too. Like, it's fine. Like I kind of, I took away the taboo because I thought to myself, if in binge recovery, if we take away the restriction and you take away the power that that food has, and then there's that, you know, refeeding stage, and then it becomes normalized and no big deal. Why can't we do that with other things? Because if that works psychologically with food, that should work psychologically with other concepts, especially ones that we've had ingrained in us for a long time, like if you do it enough. So I started saying to myself, when I, like when I started getting worried about the way I looked, or if I looked fat, or if my, uh, my one uncle who was just always judging every, everyone with a vagina within eye shot got judged by this guy at all times. Um, like I thought about it and I'm like, if I don't care that he thinks I'm fat, then I'm free. Cause that's really what I care about the most at this event when I was little imagine. Um, <clears throat> so I started saying that as soon as I thought to myself, like, Oh, you look fat or they're going to call you fat. Start saying, okay. And, and so what? Okay. And so, meaning, okay, I look fat. Okay, so what? Well, if I look fat, they're going to talk about me. Okay, and so what? Well, if they talk about me, like that's embarrassing, but okay, but so what? You know, and I got to the point where I had no answer. I had no answer. So I said, I guess I'm just going to make peace with the fact that this is the way I look. 
I don't have to like it, but I don't have to have an awful time. They're probably going to think I'm fat anyway. Like I would literally call it out to myself. And when I went, guess what? One thing that I thought would be on my mind the whole time just didn't happen to be on my mind as much. Worrying what people thought I looked like because the jig was up to myself already, you know? (laughs) And also... Looking bad to somebody else doesn't mean we have to look bad. I think someone mentioned that earlier. I don't think, you know, none of you guys look at someone else who's larger than a size two and have utter disgust, right? Majority of people don't do that with us. It hurts when it's someone we care about, but fuck that. So keep asking. Okay, so, okay, so what? Get to the point where you have no logical reason to keep thinking that it's a thing to fear. And it takes time for it to actually like change, but- If you keep repeating this, it reprograms that thought process. Eventually you believe it. Um, Okay. We got to get off of here because I have to take this pork out of the oven and eat because it's killing me. But I want to make sure I'm reading through these. Okay, I'm all caught up on messages. So we did okay, so what? We did the no mirror challenge. We did comebacks ahead of time. Boundaries ahead of time are important to you. Decide what your limit is of what you're going to allow and what you're not going to interact with. Comfort and personal representation. Again, if it's comfortable on your body and you feel comfy in it and you like the way that it looks on the hanger and if you feel like it represents your style, you're into it, I double dog dare you to just put it on and go try to have a good night and make that your only focus because nothing else will change. And then bring your favorite to share. That's pretty self-explanatory. One of the ways that I try to avoid the awkward, like, did they make something I could eat? Am I going to have to talk about what I can eat, quote unquote, in front of people like what we, who we've been talking about? I would find what my favorites were that were within my baby steps. And I would make enough that it seemed like I made it for everyone. But I really brought it so I could put it by myself and I could pick at it as much as I want. And if other people want it, great. If they don't, Oh, well, um, and I had my thing, my go-to. It just, it felt like when you bring a friend to a party where you don't know anyone, you know? I don't know if that makes sense. But I know we went over today. Um, I know it was a little bit saucier than usual. I hope I didn't offend anybody. Uh, I know family topics are really tricky. Um, If you're like, no, I'm down to talk shit about my family all day. Awesome. I will, you know, let's do it. But um, if you're struggling, realizing some things and not really knowing how to apply the boundaries you want to apply, please don't hesitate to reach out because that is very tricky. I don't expect anybody to feel confident about that in one sassy Zoom, okay? So, but I'm proud of all of you for, you know, trying to change the way things have always been. That's the most important thing. That's the choice that we all have all the time is to work towards that. So, Enjoy if you, you know, whether it's Hanukkah, Christmas, whatever the hell you're doing this weekend, I hope you enjoy it. Um, and love you guys. Talk to you next week. Bye.